0: You are locked on Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always will be Frank Mann, and sponsoring today's podcast will be our good friends at SeatGeek. Use the promo code L O B U C K S. That's L.O. Bucks for locked on bucks to get a twenty dollar rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Frank, everyone is dying to know. You went to a Super Bowl party. What was the best thing you ate?
0: <laughs> uh, my favorite thing that I ate. Um, I had some turkey jerky that was from some place, and uh, this is this was at a friend's house in Austin, Texas. And um, my friend is from Houston, and she apparently always acquires this turkey jerky although to be honest it doesn't taste like jerky so much as less like i don't even know it's like more like a skewer type thing of turkey meat but it was really good that that's my random thing so i got it from the super bowl city of houston it's it's turkey jerky from houston that was my favorite thing um although i was not happy because i lived in boston for like 15 years which means that i'm sick and tired of the patriots and patriots fans um So I was not happy that the Patriots won. Um, Although one of my roommates from college, who's from Boston, uh, was at the game with his dad. So I was actually happy for him because that's pretty awesome to see. Basically the best Super Bowl of all time with your dad, watching your team, and you were there in person. That's like. Like, can you like that? That'd be like if I went with my dad to see the Bucks win, you know, Game Seven, coming back from, <laughs> you know, twenty points down or something like that. Like, that's that's yeah. not going to ever happen. Like, in one hundred and fifty years, that's probably never going to happen. Uh, those circumstances, but hopefully, well, let's see. Let's. I'll take. I'll take a really boring Bucks NBA championship. You know, I'm not going to get picky <laughs> about it. I'll take a boring Bucks title.
1: You'll be, You'd be okay with being there for like Game Five or Six
0: or something. Yeah. Like. Like yeah. yeah exactly. Fun. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about at the NBA level, but first, Frank, I believe we should we should address some some news that occurred here in in Buck's land, And it's been news that I think I've been getting tweeted about for eight months, uh, nine months, ten months, maybe a year. Um, every every couple months, someone will. Check in on us and ask, have you heard anything about a D League team? And well, the news has always been, yeah, I think the Bucks are going to make a, an announcement pretty soon, and uh, I think they'll, they'll make an announcement pretty soon, and that's kind of how it's been. The the deadline, there's been reports that they're going to report it by this date, and we zoom past it, and we just keep pushing further and further. But now, Frank, it appears that there is a concrete announcement um and said concrete announcement will be on Wednesday and said concrete announcement on Wednesday will be in Oshkosh so barring a, a cruel a cruel <laughs> sick joke from the Milwaukee Bucks we'll get an announcement on Wednesday that the Bucks D League team will be in Oshkosh does that yeah, su- would, does that sound correct, right? I, I would, can't imagine they're doing that, but
0: man, that would—I mean, it would be um, it would be a decision like, you know, LeBron with the decision <laughs> kind of like stick in the face of the good people of Oshkosh. Yeah. Um, so presumably, yes, the the Oshkosh Babux b- 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 Gucks, <laughs> I don't know what are you, what are you. Are they going to call I assume they're going to be called the Oshkosh Bucks, right? Would would you call them that? I assume you would, right?
1: Um, yeah, probably, because you don't want to go with like fawns or does. Like that would be you don't want to actively give your your team a mascot that's seen as more weak than your right. your stronger buck. Um, right. So yeah, I, I would assume Oshkosh Bucks.
0: Oshkosh Bambi's just—it's not going to inspire <laughs> no, anybody. No. Um, or yeah, or like Oshkosh ogres or something alliterative. I don't know what you would do. Um, Oshkosh orcas, not a lot of orcas in Lake Michigan. Um, but, uh, yeah, and and I'll just start by saying I have no, I have no real strong opinion that it should have been in, you know, Sheboygan or Racine or Oshkosh. Um, hey, you know, the Bucks know way more about why they made this decision than 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 I did than I do. Um, there is going to be a privately financed arena that is going to be built. Um, I think it's supposed to hold thirty five hundred. I think for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, hopefully it'll be a good atmosphere. I'm I have no idea what kind of attendance they'll get. Um, but I do think it's cool. We were talking about this before we went on air. Just sort of theoretically, I think it's kind of cool that um, it's more you know, get going North rather than going South. I know Racine was, was in the running and, you know, no, uh, no disrespect to any of our friends down in Racine, but, um, I don't know. I don't feel like Racine is that far from Milwaukee and, you know, they've got a lot more stuff I feel like nearby than, than Oshkosh. Um, and so I think it's kind of cool that, that the bucks are expanding North and I, I just checked, it's like an hour and a half away. So it, it fulfills my, um, I think in the preseason when we first talked about this, I said that one of the prerequisites of uh, a Bucs D League team is that um, Rashad Vaughn should be able to get there safely on a Greyhound bus, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure, uh, or a Badger bus or whatever. Um, and I, th- I think I trust Rashad Vaughn to be able to get to uh, to Oshkosh on a bus. So it's it's not that far away, but it's probably far away enough that you know you're not going to have people just normally coming down from Oshkosh to see Bucs games. So hopefully uh, hopefully a whole new uh, group of fans can can get into it and um uh well and i think i dan sinclair i think's from appleton our friend dan sinclair from brew hoop and alex Boder my brew hoop co-founder i think alex went to uw oshkosh. i'm like 99 percent sure he went to uw oshkosh and he's from up around there too so there there's we got some good people coming from that area so um so so yeah shout out to oshkosh and um, <laughs> Now you'll get to be known for uh, a D-League basketball team in addition to children's clothing, so that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, I also, uh, I mean, as long as we're doing Oshkosh, shout-out. Dan Schaefer, my former editor and good friend, uh, UW Oshkosh guy. Uh, I know he's very excited about it. He made some inside jokes about where you could get beers before the game and dollar shots somewhere. I didn't know any of the places because, I mean, I've never really had the pleasure of exploring Oshkosh uh with Dan Schaefer, so I so I don't really know what that would be all about, but um, it does. I mean, good for all those people; they all uh, they all get a chance to kind of see uh, a D League team and have that. And I, I guess I I would agree that it's probably better that the Bucks are going north. I think if if the Bucks are are very serious about trying to become a state team and i think that's always the goal obviously we talk about our favorite new bucks logo is the state logo because it looks awesome and it shows some pride in the state of wisconsin um but i think if they are trying to become a statewide team going north probably makes a little bit more sense than going south um just because like you said Racine's only 40 45 minutes away if you really wanted to come to a Bucks game, I think uh, the, the good people of Racine would probably have an easier time doing that than the good people of Oshkosh. You could probably do that in, I mean, a night if you really wanted to. Like, you could just go up on a, on a Wednesday night, like this Wednesday night. Uh, you could just drive up and go check out a game. So, uh, I think going north is a good thing, and then, I mean, hopefully you can kind of win some of that. Do they call it the Fox Valley area still? Um, try to win some of Appleton, Oshkosh, uh, Fond du Lac, Green Bay. Try to get if you're if you're in Oshkosh, some of those places can all come down and maybe you can get a few more NBA fans there because I, I don't I don't necessarily know that the NBA is a big draw in that area. So um, I, I think again I don't have strong feelings on whether it should have been Oshkosh, Appleton, or even going a a little bit further to the east sheboygan i didn't have strong feelings between any of those three um but i think having the team in that area is a good thing and yeah I, i think overall it makes sense um and you do kind of hope that it's the the next step to becoming a state team and i think you've certainly seen the packers kind of transcend the state of wisconsin and they are more than just Green Bay. They are Green Bay. They are Milwaukee. They are Madison. They are I don't even know Wausau. They are lacrosse. they're they're all over the state. So um, that I think that's kind of what the Bucks are looking for. And you hope that that a team in Oshkosh would be the next step in trying to trying to get there,
0: yeah, and uh, we should point out that the uh, Oshkosh has has a history with basketball um because the Oshkosh all stars were a professional basketball team based in Oshkosh founded in 1929 and they were a member of the National Basketball League which was a forerunner to the NBA from 1937 to 1949 so a little bit of random little bit of random history they went to the NBL finals 5 times and then the NBL merged with the BAA and became the NBA so I don't know how the hell Oshkosh <laughs> became a basketball city in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, but um, there is a very random connection there to professional basketball. So, uh, so welcome, welcome Oshkosh, back to uh, uh, barring the the greatest uh, fake out. Uh, in league <laughs> history, on Wednesday, um, <laughs>
1: could you even imagine? <laughs> like, like they go like a like a high schooler trying to declare their their college intentions. The hat. Yeah, like, that's exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, the Oshkosh
1: Bucks gotcha. Sorry, we're gonna be in Racine.
0: <laughs> they should. I think they should. Uh, they should just make the uh, the state logo here. Bucks. I got an idea for you. Idea for here. Just save some money. Just just make their primary logo be the state. Uh, the state logo, just Ooh. just easy, you know. Yeah. Uh, it'll be the states, the states D League team. That's fine. Um, but let's let's ask a question. So, uh, I know pe- people have gotten people get kind of excited about the D League, and, and maybe just because we're hardcore basketball fans, and we tend to attract hardcore basketball fans, and um, you know, people get into if you're a hardcore basketball fan, that those are the types of people who get into thinking about the D League, um, especially if you're a Bucks fan because the Bucks have been Famously disinterested in using the D League for quite some time, um, it's uh, it's basically like where where you put put uh, players out to pasture before you cut them for the most part, um, with the exception of Shad Vaughn, who has avoided uh, getting getting released or waived or not having his option picked up so far. But um, but so let's think about this. So I'll, I'll put it to you, Eric. If the Bucks, let's say the the Oshkosh Bucks had been in existence at the start of this season. What, what would you what would you have used them in a certain way? Would you have said and and things are going to be a little bit different because now moving forward, starting with the new collective bargaining agreement, you'll be able to have uh, a couple guys on two way contracts beyond the fifteen roster spots you normally have. So you know that adds a little bit of flexibility. You can maybe have you know a guys guys kind of stashed down there that that you have the option of bringing up later in the season. So you know whatever those those guys um, could be could be interesting, right? Have have a chance to take flyers on a couple guys, but. Um, but think about the Bucks' current roster. I mean, Thon Maker, Rashad Vaughn, probably not Malcolm Brogdon, but, I mean, any of these guys, would you have used the D-League? How would you have kind of tried to make the most of that, or would you have not really used the D-League this year, just as the Bucks haven't really used the D-League this year?
1: I mean, it's a, it's a tough spot for me because I, I do think we've seen that the organization does find quite a bit of value in – keeping guys around their training staff. I mean, that's certainly something I think we've heard about Thon and kind of what they're doing with him is that, hey, we we like him to be around our guys and we like him to practice with our guys and learn from our guys and, and our staff and our trainers and kind of get to do all of those great things. Um, so I guess if it's an hour and a half away, uh, you can probably try to – do some shout i guess shuttling back and forth they can probably try like if you have for instance you have this break here where it was a, a game on, on the weekend and then no game until wednesday and you have two days maybe you can bring them down in practice i mean hopefully you you'd have to get lucky with how the d league schedule ends up going but maybe you can use them that way but with the bucks guys like i i don't know how helpful uh actual playing time would have been for Thon. I've been I've been quite frankly shocked at how well he's held up in NBA playing time um this season. So maybe getting to play a, a full D League schedule would have been a, a good thing for him. I certainly didn't think that would have been the case at the start of the year that I think it would have been more valuable to keep him around, uh NBA guys and an NBA staff. Um Rashad, I, I think I probably would have sent him to the D League and let him Kind of try to figure things out there. Uh, I know in in Westchester, sometimes you would see the highlights and see Rashad Vaughn shooting a three from five feet behind the line and sh- shooting a pull up three in transition. And in my head, I'm thinking I've never seen I've never seen Rashad try to do something like that before. Um, so so part of me does think that that would have been good for his confidence, good for his development getting to kind of see those reps and then maybe gain some confidence as the season goes on where he'd be more ready. And uh, I think certainly for a guy like Rashad, that might've been uh, better for him than a guy like Thon, where you're still so far down on the developmental curve for for Thon that you want to get those base skills in first before kind of letting him loose. But, I don't know. Where are you at on that? Because I, I really do struggle with it. I know a lot of people are, are super excited about a D-League team and uh, going to going to check out the D-League team. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm all that excited about it. Um, but I guess one thing that I'll be excited about is trying to figure out, will they have seats on SeatGeek? Will the D-League team...
0: is is that if they're selling tickets, they're gonna be on SeatGeek, right? That's the deal. So I they're not there yet because there's no game schedule, but in time.
1: Okay, so I would I would advise against using the promo code LO or LODOES. <laughs> Um, or LO All-Stars, don't use that promo code yet, but uh, you can always use the promo code Bucks. that's L-O-B-U-C-K-S for Locked On Bucks at SeatGeek, and you can try to find great deals there. And earlier I'd mentioned people from Racine can drive up in, in one night, and if you're trying to figure out a night where, hey, maybe I should try to go to this Bucks game because there's going to be great tickets... It's probably Wednesday against the Heat, don't you think, Frank? (laughs)
0: Against the streaking Miami Heat, yes. There Um, there appear to be seats. Yes. Seeky, the only fan-friendly app for buying tickets to music and, of course, sporting events. Um, If you open that app right now and, you know, you you got to first off, obviously, go to the ad promo code. You put in L.O. Bucks. You'll get your $20 rebate on your first purchase uh, but guess what? You'll also spend way less than that if you want on your tickets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because right now I'm looking at SeatGeek, and um, they've got Section 412, which is like you know the end zone basically, for six dollars a piece. You can get into the into the Heat Bucks game, um, and you know, look, uh, I'm not going to shame you into going to a Bucks game right now, but. Um, if you like NBA basketball, uh, you're not going to have to pay a lot. And what 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 can you get in the lower bowl for, like 23 bucks or something like that? You
1: can get 23 bucks in Section 222, $24 bucks in 208, uh, 25 bucks in 206. So if if you're one of those people that when I say – when I tweet out a Seat Geek link or I tweet out uh, a great deal or a promotion that the team is running, and you say, "Oh well, it's only for the upper level. This is stupid. I want to sit in the lower level." Well, shut your mouth and go to Seat <laughs> because if you if you if you're a snob that does like to sit on the lower level, and I'm one of those people, like, I I much prefer to sit on the lower level. Well, if if you're one of those people, Wednesday night's the night to go. Uh, and and again. The Bucks are slumping, but Giannis is still one of the 10 best players in the NBA. So you're still getting to see Giannis, and that's awesome. And you're probably going to get to see some cool Jabari dunks. That'll also be awesome. So, um, yeah, go, go to SeatGeek, get some tickets for Wednesday, and, like... Light- like we said, it's, it's very easy. You get the $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you got to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code, enter our promo code, L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's L-O-B-U-C-K-S, and SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app today and enter our promo code.
0: By the way, I, I'm I'm having a hard time even finding, there are they're, they're only like a couple of $100 plus tickets even up for sale here. Like nobody's even trying to sell them for over $100. <laughs> There's like one. There's like one person who's selling their tickets for like 239 bucks, and everybody else is like 70 or less. So, um, so there there are definitely some deals. Some deals to be had here.
1: All right. So, so back to the D League. How would you have treated it? Because, like I said, I think Rashad is probably one that could benefit from it. Uh, uh, certainly, in my mind, more than Thon could, but. Uh, I just I just struggle with how you really use a D-League team. No doubt that it's cool and, and it's a good thing to have. And as an organization, it can certainly be helpful and utilized in, in a very good way, especially if you have everyone around the same scheme and you, you can teach guys at a lower level the same things you teach at the upper level. I get all of that, but I, I just sometimes struggle with the actual utilization of
0: it. Yeah, see, I mean, I think the, the proximity thing is huge. And, and, you know, we've seen D-League team or NBA teams shuttle you know, players back and forth, even in the same day, you know, so there'll be, I think Jordan Farmer might've been the first guy to play for the LA defenders and LA Lakers in the same day. Um, that's a useless bit of trivia that I think is correct. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but I mean, that's how I would probably use it with a guy like Thon. You know, I would not want Thon to just be down in the D league for, you know, a month or something like that, even before he started playing um, I would have wanted to try to keep him with the team as much as possible. But, you know, again, when you have situations where um the team is home for an extended stretch and if you know the D-League team is home as well, um, or you know, there's a break for whatever reason, you know, quirk in the schedule. Um, I, I certainly think there are positives to, to having a young guy, be able to go and get some minutes and get some reps and, um, you know, again, get some, get used to some of the physicality of, of, you know, professional basketball, which for Thon is obviously something he hasn't had before this season. So I I would have treated it that way. I would not have viewed it as like a, you know, anything more than a kind of an up and down, you know, okay, you're going to go down there for a day or two and and whatever. And that, you know, to your point about being able to kind of be under control from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, having sort of that, hopefully that seamlessness between, um, you know, what the Bucs coaches want to do versus what the, the guys in the D league level and, and trainers and, you know, all the, all the stuff that goes into these, you know, developing professional athletes, um, that, that would generally be a positive thing. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, who knows? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what, what the Bucks will do in terms of, um, you know, player development people and, you know, does the D league team then become a pipeline for maybe, um, you know, bouncing those people back and forth as well. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly with, with other teams, how much that's happened, but, um, you know, certainly, uh, that, that seamlessness between the D league team and the, and the professional team is obviously a positive thing. So anyway, we'll be interesting to see. Hopefully Thon maker never has to go down to the D league, uh, <laughs> and he'll you know, continue to play real minutes. um, but yeah, and I I, I want to say we had it's weird. Normally, when we have like a few days off between games, we kind of struggle to think of good topics to to kind of go after. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a kind of a bunch of them. We're not going to talk about Chris Middleton coming back in in any depth today. We'll do that tomorrow because you know we'll have the game preview of the Heat uh, and Bucks tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, we did have a good question, um, which we'll I think table for maybe next week or so um but Jack Legler on Twitter asked us uh, about checking in on our preseason over-unders which I don't remember all of them we'll have to go back and look at I
1: assume we're crushing them though I I don't remember all of them but I assume we're crushing them
0: well I I um I don't yeah he he mentioned Jack mentioned Giannis Jets. <laughs> I don't know if we. I don't think we've had any Giannis jets yet. Um,
1: oh man, no. Monroe <sighs>
0: minutes. I don't remember what we set as the over on minutes. I know we set three hundred Jabari plus Giannis dunks, and right now they are on pace to blow past that. I think Hey-oh. we both set the under. Which is a v- I'm very happy to be wrong about that. Yeah, Giannis has 116 dunks and Jabari has 91, <laughs> so they're at 207, and they are not two thirds of the way through the NBA season. So they are currently on pace. I think we may like 330, 340 dunks, which is just absurd. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Um, and I know we, I think we both took them o- over 20 points per game. So um, that's a that's a fun one. But we will not get into any depth on that. Um, but maybe we can just kind of do a quick little look at the schedule over the next five, because I feel like, what was it, like a week or two ago, we were talking about, are the next five games going to decide the buck season? And they didn't go so well. Um, although, I guess technically, the Houston, maybe the Houston game was included when we were talking about that, in which case, that kind of, like, you know, we weren't expecting that, that game to be a win. Um, but obviously, the last, uh, I mean, the last few weeks have obviously not gone that well, but Um, they are in a weird position because they played a ton of home games and now they get a ton of home games coming up as well. Yeah. um,
1: I was going to say this topic again, shout out to Dan Schaefer just giving us all of the content to talk about today, but he tweeted out something that again is very true that he said, it's amazing that as bad as the bucks have been lately, and we're talking 10 of 12 uh, they've lost. There's, there's still only a half game back from the eight seed in the Eastern conference, which Aside, good God, Eastern Conference. Get it together. Um and then
0: Or, or don't get it together. Yeah. Depending no, on what
1: Whatever you want. Um and then he said eight of the next eleven are at home. And then our our former guest, uh Dustin Gotzi actually corrected him and said eleven of the next fourteen are at home. So being the pessimist that I am and Dan quickly uh, tweeted out uh, a Debbie Downer gif at me. Um, I noted, well, if 11 of the next 14 are at home, that must mean, yeah, uh, 12 of the final 17 on the road for the Bucks, including a six-game Western Conference road trip um, that starts those 12 of the final 17. So...
0: And they don't get to play the Suns on that road trip again, so that that is an unfortunate little uh, uh, quirk <laughs> for, for that trip. Um, and we should note that in the uh, in the time that I guess since that ha- since um, since that happened, the Bucks are now a full game back of the eighth spot because the Pistons are now twenty four and twenty eight. So, anyway as the as the eastern conference turns um the bulls miraculously are still seven they're 25 and 26 but you know we're just waiting on them to spontaneously combust
1: yeah so the schedule is gonna give the bucks a bit of a reprieve here obviously uh just a couple games until the all-star break they have one two three four five until the all-star break three at home two on the road uh then obviously you have a. Uh, nine days off there and then we'll also see the trade deadline uh come and go during that time and then the bucks will get into it but yeah 12 of the final 17 on the road um i guess just kind of trying to conceptualize this team i thought i was i was a part of it that said hey after this this Rockets, or maybe it was after the Philly loss. I think that was when I laid down the next five games gauntlet um, and said, "Hey, if they lose these five, well, they, they could be in some trouble." Um, and obviously, the Eastern Conference has helped out, but I do almost think that those five were were extremely telling for me. I, I thought that kind of showed the the level that they've that maybe they are. Uh, it's certainly the level that they've played at, and we've seen them be better. Um, the month of December was quite a bit of fun, and there was a little bit of time, obviously, before losing 10 of 12 that uh, the Bucks were flirting with, uh, with a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, but it, it seems like those days are gone, and I guess looking at the schedule, thinking about it, you have 11 of the next 14 at home. In your mind, yesterday I'm trying to think what you said. Something to to the effect of as long as as long as Giannis and Jabari play good, Thon plays some, Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. I don't really care what happens with the rest of the season. I I think that summarizes your thoughts. Is that where you're at, or? or- Will you allow yourself to maybe get swept up a little bit in these 11 of 14 if they if they can make some noise in in this next little stretch of their schedule?
0: Hey man, I'm just trying to survive as a Bucks fan. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much my mindset right now. I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I just I just do not want to be seduced by you know a little mini run of of good play and and start to think oh hey they figured it out. Um, because you know, I think they have they have big, broad questions, right? I mean, you look at the way the defense has, has fallen apart, right? And um, you know, I think they've been exposed schematically, but I think they've also been exposed just individually as well, right? I mean, um, you know, I don't think there's any NBA team out there that is doomed by its coaching to be the worst in the league automatically, right? Um. And, the, you know, again, the Bucks don't maybe have the greatest defensive personnel ever, for sure. But um, but again, I mean, I think they can be decent. And, you know, you can obviously argue that, well, who cares? Like, if decent is your ceiling, then that's not good enough. Fair. That's totally fair. But, um, but I think if you look at this team and, you know, I, I just kind of keep coming back to, you know, the idea, I, I can see the pluses in both sides. Maybe my, my rule is going to be when they lose, I'll tweet the lottery standings. When they win, I'll tweet the playoff standing. Because I'm sick of having to do both at the oh, same time. Oh, that's really good, Frank. Um, that's
1: the way you got to go, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. But uh, but no, I mean, and it's really critical. I mean, if they do not rack up some wins here heading into the All Star break, um, you know, again, even though they do have a number of, of more, road, uh, more home games after the All Star break. Uh, you know it's tough, and and it really starts with these next couple games. Uh, and again, not that Miami is is some team that the Bucks should automatically beat or anything like that. I mean, the Heat just beat the Timberwolves on the road again. They've won what nine or ten in a row now. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna come in uh on a high. Um, I'm probably glad that they won that game because I think you know I, I kind of like them coming in uh on a big long win streak because something kind of has to give. And if the Lakers beat the Knicks tonight. Maybe. Not to the benefit of the Lakers because uh, they're endangering their their top three protected pick that uh, Philly is due if uh, if they don't get in the top three. So Lakers won in New York. So uh, we'll see how what they look like uh, when they're in town this week. But um, you know, again, like if they lose one of these games, are they doomed to not make the playoffs? I mean, again, there's no there's no real must wins in terms of like you know disqualifying you from the playoffs, but in terms of a young team that's trying to figure some stuff out and trying to dig itself out of some, some obvious issues, Uh, man, if if you, you know, if if you lose both games, good Lord. I mean, you're in a world of hurt. Um, If you split it, well, you know, I I mean, to be honest, based on their current form, a split is probably a reasonable guess to get out of these games. Um, But obviously if you can get two wins that, that would go a long way towards maybe boosting some of the confidence and um, especially defensively. I mean, you know, like this team, like if, if they're not playing in, in, with some degree of unison and, and playing um, and, and, you know, again, we can talk about how much the scheme doesn't work as much as we want, but if you also don't play the scheme in any type with any type of conformity and with, you know, any type of, you know, guys being on the same page, I mean, then you're really screwed, right? I mean, that <laughs> that's probably what we've seen for, for a little while now. So, um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, again, an an execution, and again, uh, you know, execution of a scheme comes down to players. It also comes down to coaching, um, and and we'll see if they can figure that out. I mean, we've seen some good games of late. That you know, m- some games that might have been good if not for one quarter, which was just a tremendous, you know, uh, burn after after viewing type situation. I mean, the Celtics first quarter, the Suns second quarter. Um, I don't remember which quarter it was in Denver. You know the Toronto first quarter you know we've just seen so many times where the Bucs just are are just a tire fire in one quarter and then they're playing uphill the rest of the game and you know again you you know it's easy to say well if you just don't have that one quarter where you get blown out but um, but I think this will tell us a lot about where the Bucs are and where the Bucs aren't and you know again I if you had told me the Bucs would be 22 and 28 I would have you know a couple weeks ago I would have said okay you can pretty much you know put their playoff hopes pretty much out the window Um, but again with how badly teams like Charlotte (laughs) in particular have played and um, you know Detroit's only now a little bit better than them Chicago is kind of hanging on by a thread Um, you know I think there is still an opening but by the same token I I would not bet on the Bucks making the playoffs right now you know I mean they're 10th in the east Um, I think we're definitely in in show me uh, in show me territory where I think they have to show us you know more than just scraping out some wins against bad teams and um you know again maybe not the hardest schedule here leading up to the All-Star break but they're going to have to win some games that that aren't just handed to them
1: yeah and i was going to say i i know we always on here will joke about the idea of of must wins and every time the idea of a must win gets brought up we we kind of laugh it off and say well there's no such thing as a must win in january who knows you could rattle off an eight game win streak and be wherever you need to be um but at the same time like the other week when I said the Philly game against Embiid without Embiid was a must win I I did legitimately feel that and I do still feel that because uh, again I'm not I'm not saying that if they lose that game then they're out of playoff contention but if they can't beat that team then I am very concerned about what this team is and what this team could be um, so uh, again I, I don't we don't like to use must win for for kind of in any type of game this early in the season mid season games uh, aren't shouldn't be must wins but yeah if they again if they want to be taken seriously and if they want us to not say well i don't know i guess we'll see what they are like on a given night if they want if they want to get back to a spot where they can have some confidence in their play from night to night, well, yeah, then some of these are must wins and you gotta, you gotta rack up some wins against some of these teams that, uh, Early, earlier in the season we would have said they should beat so uh, we'll kind of see i think this is an interesting week for that and uh, obviously five games leading up to the all-star break and they could do a little bit of damage here and three of five at home and if they can win some games here then maybe they can put themselves in a better spot so uh, we'll definitely see with all that but I think that's going to be it for us today. Tomorrow, we'll uh, talk about the return of the savior, Chris Middleton, um, <laughs> and, and how the Bucks are going to go on a 30-game win streak uh, to close out the season with Middleton. By the way,
0: I, it should be clarified. We're not being sarcastic because we don't respect Chris Middleton. We, we clearly respect Chris Middleton, but yes. we are also very much concerned with banking you know that <laughs> one guy coming off a torn hamstring is going to immediately make a massive turnaround uh, for this team probably the emotional factor is as big as as anything you know and and obviously we've seen this team frank you got to save um, it
1: man you got yeah,
0: to we, we save it we can talk about it tomorrow i'll save it we can talk By the about way tomorrow. one other one other thing i want to add i want to see the bucks win some damn games because i don't want Giannis to show up for the all-star game with the narrative being like oh the bucks fell apart <laughs> yeah that
1: would be game. that would be nice that it would, would you nice. know, it
0: would be nice to to at least have people feel like he's in the all star or the uh, the uh, playoff race uh, when he's yeah when like he's
1: win in the win for the next five and get him close ish to five hundred yeah that I agree I totally agree Frank well done great point uh, we'll talk Middleton tomorrow this has been locked on bucks that's been Frank Men I've an Eric Name and this has been brought to you by SeatGeek L O B U C K S again that's L O Bucks. For the promo code at
0: SeatGeek, you'll get a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.